Oh, why don't you appreciate Jesus? Go ahead and appreciate the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Church growth. I can't hear you. Church growth. Now your hand must go like this. Church growth. The how big you respond is how big your ministry is going to be. I said church growth. Clap your hands for the Lord. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to welcome all of you um, to Church Growth Conference 2017. I want to thank the Lord for making it possible for us to gather year after year. It's just by the grace of God. How many of you know that it's just by the grace of God? You know, you have no idea what it means to put together this uh, conference. And for us to be having it year in, year out, it only shows the mercies of God. And so I want us to give the Lord a wonderful clap offering for His mercies, for His goodness, for making it possible. Hallelujah. Amen. I also want to thank all of you pastors for coming year in, year out. How many of you have been at Church Go Conference before? Can I see your hand? You have been before. You have attended any of the years. Can I see your hand? Alright. Please, please put your hands down. How many of you are attending for the first time? Wow. Wow. Clap your hands for our new brothers. I also really want to thank the man that God has used to change my life. I, I never thought I would be a pastor. It was not part of my plans. You know, um, as uh, the Lord said me before I started medical school, but during my medical school time, I labored for the Lord. And uh, I thought that I'll be a nice Christian doctor who doesn't take bribes for his patients to treat them. And uh, that was it. You know, but one day I met a man who looked at me and said, you are not a doctor, you are a pastor. And I've sat under the feet of this man for many, 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 many years. He has taught me, he has directed me, he has encouraged me. At a point in time, the Lord blessed me with a very big hospital. You know, but when I sensed the call of God on my life for full time, he
he encouraged me and helped me. And uh, today, not only am I pastoring one of the thousands of churches that God has given to him, but he has also encouraged me and blessed me to have church group conference to share. And I'm talking about no other man than my father and the mentor to many of you, Bishop Dad Bill. Why don't you put your hand up? Please be seated. Now, it is very important for you to have a, a father. Okay? So those of you who don't have fathers, you have quarreled with all your fathers. It's not a good thing. Okay, don't quarrel with your father. I get what I'm saying. A father can do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Yeah. You know, last year I bought an iPhone. 64 gig. Last year, just last year, me. I bought it myself from the US. And then, um, it, it, I think it fell down and the screen, you know, something happened to the screen. It was changed. I started using it and all that. You know. And uh, somebody got me another phone. It was 32 gig. I said, oh, it's too small for me. So just last Friday, somebody has brought me another phone, 128 gig. Because my things are a lot. So I had three iPhones. So I called my son. He said, doctor. I called him and I said, look, take this. Then I said to my daughter, you also take this. So in a moment, I gave out two iPhones. And my son said to me, I've started giving testimonies because I was wondering how could I buy this? A father can give to you what you cannot have. So, if you are here and you have fought with your father, I'd like to encourage you in the course of this week, to go back and reconcile with your father. And if you don't have a father, you are welcome to be a son in the house. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because I tell you, a father is a blessing. So I really want to thank God for the life of Bishop Doug. Uh, Last week I was with him. And uh, he prayed for me and released his blessing upon me for this conference. And I know that the grace of God on his life, uh, that God has placed on my life, is going to be a blessing to you also. Why don't you clap your hands for the Lord? So you are welcome, and I believe that God is going to bless you mightily. Now, let me, let me um, run through a few things that I want you to know before we start. In terms of the sessions, 
the morning sessions will start at 8. And then we will go, um, we'll go to about 2, 3 o'clock. Take a little break. And then we'll continue because I, I, I want us to be ending the conference early. So God will end by 7 p.m. You know, we are ended. And then we'll be out uh, of this place. So, I want you to decide to dedicate this week for this conference. Is it because we are here to receive Zion and living and living that will cause our churches to explode. Look, God has given me the privilege to travel around you know, and I tell you, it is not easy for us, the pastors. Many pastors are really, really struggling with the work of the church. I mean, most of you here have a good heart. You want to do something great for the Lord. You want to build a mega church. You want to have churches. You want to go on missions. You want to have church buildings and do great things for the law. Do you understand it? And many of us have really, really struggled and are struggling. Many of us are discouraged. We even want to give up, you know, the ministry. So, if that is your situation, then God has brought you to a good place. Hallelujah. Because you see, the work of God can be blessed not by a man, but God himself. And Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church. It is the Lord that is able to build his church. So this week as we are here, through the different men of God that will be coming to speak, God is going to open your eyes. God is going to give you revelation, wisdom, insights. God is going to show you how to overcome the problem of lack of growth in your church. Hallelujah. You know, I, 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 I was in Sierra Leone about one month ago. There's a bishop who invited me. You know, actually two bishops. One of them is coming here uh, very soon. But the one who invited me the first time. He invited me again after six months. And when I went this time, six months after hearing about church growth, he was telling me he has planted 22 churches and, and, and created 60 cells within six months. I that in that. I was in South Africa earlier this year, and the bishop who invited me was also telling me about churches that they have planted, you know, and all that. So as we are sitting down here, a certain power, a certain power is going to come upon you and change your ministry completely. I that in that. As we are we are here. In the church go conference, 
God is releasing an anointing for church growth. Because the church can only grow by the power of God. Hallelujah. So dedicate the week to be here. To be soaked in. You know, many pastors don't know how to attend conferences. Every other year, we go to Korea for church go conference. And when we go, we stay throughout the whole conference. Every meeting. Sometimes we have to go to the stadium. Sometimes we have to go to homes. Seminars. Then after that, our own, you know, uh, movement around the offices, interacting with the pastors, you know, the administrative structures. We are there for the whole week. I mean, by the time we come, we know that we have been to a conference. I get what I'm saying. So when you come for a conference, after one hour, after one session, you know, you run away, you are going somewhere. You know, you have something to do. What do you have to do? All the things that you want to do, if your church grows, it will be easier for you. Yeah. If your church grows, all the things that you want to do, it will be very, very easy for you to do. So I really want to encourage you to be here. It is there. The Bible says that who has woes, who has contentions, who has babblings, who has redness of eyes, it is they who tarry long at the wine. So when you tarry long at the wine, okay, it will have an effect on you. And as you, as you wait long this week here, morning, evening, morning, evening, you see, God is watching your heart. Look, a few years ago, one of my colleague bishops, he said something to me. He said, Bishop Intefo, I am not surprised that God has anointed you with a church good anointing. Then I asked him why. He said, I remember one time when we went to Korea. I was watching you. Who will be going to town to go and shop? We're going to the market to go and look for things to buy. And he said, I always saw you sitting at the conference, moving in the offices, staying in your room and praying. He was telling me. He was telling me. Is it because God will look at your hearts? Yeah. Do you really want your church to grow? It is not by what you say. God is watching your hearts. And when God sees that that is the desire in your heart, alright, He will anoint you. He will anoint you. So this week is a very, very important week for you. And I want you to decide to be here. Then also, if we are a pastor and we are here alone, you have made a mistake. The benefit of this conference on your church, I will give you 20%. 20%. If you are alone, 
You need to be here with all your workers. All your workers. Your key workers, your pastors, you need to be here. You know, when we are going to Korea, the bishop can carry, bishop that can carry 100 pastors and administrators. 100. Because he says, look, what I'm experiencing and what I'm hearing, you have to also hear it. So all the things that you have been, some of you, when you come here, you hear teachings about loyalty, you know, and some other things. When you go, you cannot even talk about that because you don't have the power to speak about those things. And sometimes you don't even understand them very well. So you need to come with your workers, with your staff. Let them also sit down here. So that after it, when you go, you say, listen, what we heard, it is time for us to implement. Then you discuss and implement. And that is how it will become a blessing to you. Amen. Now, as usual, as usual, you cannot attend a conference without getting ministry material. And this year, we are blessed with so, you know, much ministry material. Alright? The first one, we all know, uh, is the Macarius Library. Is the Macarius Library. Which is a library of 40 ministry books by Bishop Dad. Can I see by hand how many of you have this? Very few of you. Put your hands down, please. How many of you don't have it? You don't have it. All right. There are 40 books. Ministry, you know, um, the books that Bishop Dad has written. All these books have been packaged into this special library. So when you have it, you have most of Bishop Dad's stuff. I want every pastor here, every one of you who is attending, to get this, one of these. Carry, carry one of these. To your office. And those of you who have, alright, you can get a copy for a friend. Now, it normally costs 1,200 Ghana cities. And then for the conference, it's going for 400. But, no, wait. Wait. I just called the bookshop manager and told him that. The bishop has told me he wants everybody here who doesn't have it to have it. So, instead of even 400, you are going to have it for 300 Ghanas. I, I don't know why you are sitting down and you are not rising up to clap. I, I don't think that, I don't appreciate your, your, your thanksgiving. I don't appreciate it. So please sit down. Now, let's do some calculation. Alright? 
Let's do some calculations. 40 books for 300 Ghana cities. So one is how much? Sorry? Seven cities, 50 persons. I got what I'm saying. Yeah. Seven cities, 50 persons. Now, somebody says, why? Because you all know. I'm sure you have heard Bishop Dad over the messages and all that, that his book is a ministry help to pastors. It's not business. What he does is that he just, you know, uh, sort of give it out at a minimum because that will help him to reprint the books for the pastors. But not to make profits, you know, not to uh, sell it for profits, you know, as a business and all that. So it is his blessing for you. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't have too many of this. So those of you who have come early, alright, if I give you a little break, and, and this year, we are not going to have a long break. We are here. So I may give you some five minutes break to just use the washroom, you know, and then we continue. How many of you love it? Is it a, is it a good idea? Okay. So, when you get a little a little break, please, as I'm preaching, don't run to go and get it. But when you get a little, listen, go there and get a copy of this. And I tell you, you'll be blessed. Have all of it at your office, in your room, and the anointing, the church growth anointing. That is from Bishop Dark's life. And upon this ministry, eh, will descend upon you and change you. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for the Lord. So, remember, at the 300 Ghana cities. Amen. Then, um, this year, Bishop Dark has released six new books. Alright? They just came. In fact, they were taken from the ports. So this conference is the conference that is enjoying these books for the first time. You, you will not find these books anywhere. Alright? There are six of them. How you can preach salvation. How you can preach salvation. One of you is a devil. How to neutralize curse. How you can make foolproof of your ministry. How you can make foolproof of your... How many of you want to make foolproof of your ministry? How can you do it? Others. And victory secrets. Now, what it is is that we are going to take our time, I told you are new books, to launch these books one after the other. Different, different speakers will be launching different books. I will be launching one uh, before this session ends. And then after that, I want you to go to the bookshop 
the car park and pick your copies. Because these are fresh books and you'll be blessed with them. Why don't you clap your hands for the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, what I want to promise you is that your church is going to grow. Now, I didn't hear you. I said, I want to promise you that your church is going to grow. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Your church will grow. Yeah. Everybody standing here, before you go into the ground, if you don't do anything for the Lord at all, your congregation minimum will be 1,000 people. If you don't do anything at all for the Lord, by the time you are being put into the ground, minimum, you have 1,000 people. Now, when I say 1,000 people, I am not talking about, I am not talking about uh, uh, membership in a book. I am talking about attendance. I get what I'm saying. One, 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 one. Right here in our cathedral here, on a Sunday we have five services, adult services. There's two here, one here, two in another hall there. Alright. Seven o'clock, we have one service here. Do you understand? Seven o'clock. When you come, you count. One, two, three, four. Minimum attendance, you get 1,000 people. Yeah. Everybody here. By the time you go into the ground, minimum, if you don't plant churches at all, you plant 100 churches. If you don't plant churches at all, you plant 100 churches. Amen. So, our minimum vision is 1,000 by 100. Thousand by hundred. After the church go conference, I want you to pray. Use it, write it somewhere and pray over it. I tell you, you'll be seeing it live. Hallelujah. God willing, in two years, church go conference will celebrate uh, its tenth anniversary. You will come and stand here and witness and give testimony. That God has given you 1,000 people in your church. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it for 100 branches. Receive 1,000 people. Receive 100 branches. 1,000 branches. Sit down. Lift up your hands and pray. Pray right now. Pray.
Hallelujah. Please be seated. Amen. Then we have wonderful textbooks. What all the food that we give to our Bible students to turn them into warriors for Jesus. You know, a few years ago, we did a little research to see what has happened to the graduates of the Bible school. We realized that 98% of them who have graduated were in ministry. More than 70% of them were in full-time ministry. Hallelujah. All right. They, they are everywhere. You know, many people finish Bible school. Recently, I was uh, in Takradi. A pastor was telling me, he said, look, he sent some people to a Bible school. And then when they came, they couldn't start churches. All right. When you go to Bible school and you come, you should be able to start churches. Hallelujah. So all the food, all the food that we give to our Bible school students, all right? Mr. Johnny, you're welcome. Hope you are feeling well. All the food that we give to our Bible school students for three years, all right, have been packaged into 11 textbooks. Fat ones. Eh? Can, can, can somebody carry them for me? Okay. Now, this is the leader's manual on loyalty and disloyalty. So, some of you, you have Bible schools, you know, you have some, alright? You can, you, can, you, can, you can teach these things. Look at how fat it is. Loyalty. Yeah. Are you getting that? So that is one. This is essential charismatic doctrines. Essential charismatic doctrines. Okay? Foundations for the work of the ministry. This, these are the textbooks that we, we teach our students in the Bible school. And they become powerful. We have graduates now in Solomon Island. Solomon Island. They are there. Yeah. This is the theory and practice of operating in the anointing. The theory and practice of operating in the anointing. Amen. So like I was saying, you can't say that you came for the conference to just come and listen to teachings. You must come for the conference. You must go for materials. You must go for textbooks. You must go for Zionism. You have, must go for books. And then when you go, you sit down and begin to eat them. Then the church God anointing will be sipping into your life. Can I have an amen? I get what I'm saying. Yeah. This is core concepts of shepherding. A pastor is a shepherd. How do you shepherd your people? You learn it here. Practical approaches to church growth. Practical approaches to church growth. 
is here. Fundamentals of evangelism. Look at how fat it is. How many realize that the textbooks are very fat? This is what the students learn within three years. Fundamentals of evangelism. No pictures. Alright. This is principles of financial management in ministry. How do you manage your finances? What are the principles? What are the guidelines? I get what I'm saying. Uh, did you know that church growth relates to wise management of finances? One time, um, and remind me, because I'm going to give you scholarships. If you have young men and women that you want to bring to Anakazo, I'm going to give all of you church group participants a scholarship, 90% scholarship. All right? To send your young people to the Bible school for either 18 months or 36 months for them to be trained. How many of you have been to our Bible school campus at Mampo? Okay. If you have not been there, please take a trip there, alright, and go and see wonderful place. Also, there's a big garden where you can pray. It's called 100% Answered Prayer Gardens. It has rooms that you can rent and be there for your personal retreats, you know, and all that. Wonderful place. That's where the Bible school is. Several years ago, uh, a young a young man who was just about to complete the Bible school. He was from another church. Went to see his pastor. Great man of God. And the pastor asked him, when you come from the Bible school, what are some of the things that you would, you know, add to this ministry? Then he said, oh, how to handle the finances of the church. How to handle the finances of the church. He said, we can use charts, you know, certain processes and all that. Because do you know what was happening? When they received the offerings in that church, just there and then, the man of God who put his hands into it said, this for petrol, this for this, this for this. The money just got finished. And even though the ministry has been there for many, many years, they didn't have a church building. And, and the ministry had not advanced. The senior pastor was shocked. He was shocked at what the young man was saying. He said, do you mean that there are real processes by which we could have done all this? He said, oh yeah. He said, when you finish school, I'm going to make you the resident pastor. Yeah. I'm going to make you the resident pastor. And he learned these things. Principles of financial management in ministry. Amen. Alright. Then, Principles and practice of spiritual guidance. How, how are you guided in ministry? Why do you do the things that you do? Who instructed you? Do you understand it? Papa Hagan said that the difference between pastors who do well and pastors who do not do well is their ability to be guided by the Lord. And, and, and many times... We do things because somebody else is doing it. You don't have to do something because somebody else is doing it. You have to do it because the Lord is guiding you to do it. Hallelujah. Alright. So principles and practice of spiritual guidance. Amen.
And then leadership. The art and science of applied leadership. Look at how fast it is. Eh? In this first book, we teach leadership principles. One of the principles that we teach here is that count your pennies. Count your pennies. Many of you, when you are taking offerings, you despise coins. But I am a bishop. I'm a bishop overseeing almost 500 churches. When you come to my church here, I take first offering, I take second offering, and then when you finish, I said, I'm now taking boosters, coins. I take the bag myself. Everybody bring your coin. You'll be laughing at me. But that is why you are poor. Yeah. That is why you cannot have a church building. But I am building right now, okay, in Ghana, I am undertaking 210 building projects. I'm actually doing it. I'm actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Count your pennies. Some of you, the Bible says that war is to the land when the princes eat for pleasure and not for strength. Some of you, you are eating your church's income for pleasure. You don't have a land, you are bought a car. How about a car? You are even building a house for yourself. And your church does not have land. Your ministry will not go far. Yeah. You have, you have to think about the church first. Yeah. You see, Prophet Amar, stand up, Prophet Amar. Yeah. Go to Bawe, up there somewhere. Go and see the thing that he has done there. Wonderful. Wonderful. Then now you can buy a nice car and drive. Do you understand it? So your leader, thank you. Your leadership principles greatly affect your ministry. Greatly affect your ministry. Many of you are not doing well, not because you are not anointed, but you are not a good leader. So here, you learn leadership. The art and the science of applied leadership. So you study it for yourself and also teach your church. Also teach your church. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Alright. Then, one of the best sellers of Bishop Dan. Illustrated principles of marriage counseling. Illustrated principles of marriage counseling. This book is widely used in many, many, many places. Alright. And the reason why this book is very good is because it's also written by doctors. No, Bishop Doug is a doctor. He wrote with a, a team of doctors. So you have both the medical aspect and the spiritual aspect. You know, it has nice pictures. Some of you have seen the pictures. Nice pictures that can guide you to be very happy. As many those of you have been snoring a lot. And your wife is not happy with you. Okay, buy it. The pictures. Watch the pictures. You'll be encouraged. You'll be, and you tell your wife, sister, it's time. Get up, get up. Get up, it's time. It's time. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands for the Lord? 
Okay? I'm introducing, you see, I'm introducing these things to you because, because I am telling you that, I'm telling you that, you cannot just say that I came for the conference, I heard preaching, I took notes, I'm gone. It will not affect you. When, 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 when we go to Korea, I spent thousands of dollars to buy books. In fact, immediately I go to my hotel room. Mr. Bakunya, welcome. Immediately I go to my hotel. The next place is the bookshop. I spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Yeah. In my personal study, my personal study is a, a bookshop. The bookshop. The, the books and the equipment that are in my study, if, if I sell them, I'll have a lot of money. Yeah. I, I can start building a house. Now, so I want to encourage you, pastors, this week, don't buy food, don't buy shoes, don't buy anything. Buy these materials, anointed, you know, materials. These are the things that have made Bishop Das ministry advanced that a little ministry that God used him to start right here, school of hygiene with a few students today has spread to 86 countries okay, 3,000 churches and actually 10 denominations now 10 denominations now yeah my friend, how many of you are from Kaswa? From Kaswa? From Kaswa? Yeah, I'm bringing one of the denominations on the Bodjasi road. So very soon, I'll be with you. We'll be flowing together there. Yeah, we are doing more things. More things. Yeah. It's the anointing. Apostle. Eh? It's the anointing. So get this, this gadgets. This is a, um, a USB, you know, this thing with so many messages, gospel blitz, documentaries on the Holy Jesus crusade. You watch them to see the miracles. When I'm going to have a crusade, I watch these miracles. Fantastic. And after preaching, I tell the people, I'm going to pray for the sick, and miracles are going to happen now. Two weeks ago, I had a, uh, we had a big crusade. There was a lady whose left leg, the left leg was shorter than the right leg. So when she starts, she has to do like this. On the third day of the crusade, she was standing there, you know, after the prayer. She checked like that. And she, she realized that instead of standing like this, she was standing like this. And she realized that the leg had grown. The leg had just grown. The leg had just grown. Are you getting that? Yeah. Then, the charisma. Teaching series on the anointed. You must be anointed. How many of you know that you must be anointed? Yeah. Whatever you have to do to be anointed, you have to do it. You must be anointed. Then the Makane. The camp messages. Makane original. The evangelists. Over 200 evangelistic sermons. 
You listen to it and you preach it. Preach it in your church. Preach it at your outreaches. Preach it at your crusades. And then the loyalty collection. So please, make sure that you get all these materials and you'll be blessed. And the last one that I want to talk about is our original friend, the Zionist. How many of you have a copy of the Zionist? Alright. Last year, my friend here, Bishop Jolly, invited me to Leone to his church. And I think we got about 40. Yeah, we got a, a few. This year, I was going there again, you know, to another bishop. He told me, he said, Bishop, that thing, Zionist. I need more. I carried 100. When I got there, he didn't allow any other pastor to even have one. This one, he collected all, 100 of them. Amen. And the good news is that this is now the re- revised version. Okay? The last one we had, uh, had, I think, 54 or 58 hours of church good messages. Every message here is on church good. But now, this current one is over 100 hours. 100 hours of church good messages. Clap your hands for the Lord. And the good news is that we have not changed the price. The first one was 50 Ghana cities. This one is still 50 Ghana cities. So get a copy and you will be blessed. Clap your hands for the Lord. Now, I want to be teaching this year on the subject principles of church growth. And I'll be teaching from the mega church book. Right? The mega church book chapter 13. Principles for church growth. So even if you have a copy of this, we can even bring it. And then you can be coming along you know, with me. And if you don't have a copy, all these books are available. And I will encourage you, please, I will encourage you that all the books are in the Macarius. When you buy one like this, okay, how much is this? Who can tell me? Where's the bookshop manager? The, the mega church book. Okay, one of this will cost you a lot of money. But you get it freely, almost freely in the Macarius. So try. How much? 50 Ghana cities. So this is 50 Ghana cities. But it is here. It's in the Macarius. It's here. It's here. <laughs> Do you understand? So get it. The only books that are not there are the new ones because they just came. They, they just came. But all the rest, you know, are here. Hallelujah. Principles of church growth. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you this morning to know that God wants your church to grow more than you want your church to grow. God wants your church to grow more. Is that not good news? If it, if it sometimes we see that, oh, the church is not growing. You know, this now, the comforting news is that God wants the church. Man of God, 
Please stand up. He wants your church to grow more Amen. than you, you, you even can hope for. Because, thank you, because the church is not your work. The church is God's idea. So all throughout the scriptures, you hear God encouraging us that the church will grow. Psalm 2 verse 8. Psalm 2 verse 8. Psalm 2 verse 8. Ask of me. And I shall give thee the hidden for thy inheritance. And the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. Uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. The hidden for thy inheritance. God said that you ask, I'll give them to you. 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 God wants your church to grow. Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 2. Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 2. The same scripture can be found in Micah chapter 4 verse 1. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house, the mountain of the Lord's house is the church, shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. And all nations, all nations, Reverend Katia, right there at uh, Nungwa, wherever you are, all the people there, God will flow them into your church. I say, God will move them into your church. Receive a flow into your church. A flow. There's going to be a flow into your church. Hallelujah. I said, there's going to be a flow into your church. You watch it. You watch it. And all nations shall flow into it. All nations. Look at Micah chapter 4 and verse 1. Micah chapter 4 and verse 1. But in the last days, it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains. And it shall be exalted above the hills. And people shall... You see, when he said all nations shall flow, you are thinking, ah, all nations... But now he's making it clear. And people, and people shall flow into it. Apostidon, people shall flow into your church. I see multitudes flowing into your church. I see multitudes flowing into your church. From 50, 200 are flowing. From 100, 300, 500 are flowing. From 300, 700 are flowing. From 500, 1,000 are flowing. From 1,000, 5,000 are flowing. With a flow of the people into your church. Now, let me tell you something. Mother, this week, if you don't like church, go, don't come for this conference. This conference, we are not here for money. We are not here for Gary. We are not here for houses. We are here for only one thing. That God will add multitudes into our church. Receive multitudes in the name of Jesus. There. People shall flow. 
Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 22. This is what is going to happen to you. This is what is going to happen to you. If you are here and you think that your church is small, your church is a little church, your ministry is a little ministry, your ministry is a small ministry, this is what is going to happen to you. Now watch and see. You watch and see. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on believing the Lord. Keep on soaking in church good anointing. That is why I took so much time to explain to you that the materials that are here, they are not exhibitions. We have brought them for you. And you cannot, you cannot blame God if you don't do well. We have, we have charged you basically nothing. The Zymi is not done in Ghana. The Zymi is done in both India and Hong Kong. These books, Bishop, that books are not printed yet. So you have no excuse. Yeah. You have no excuse. This anointing. This anointing. Bishop Dodd, you're welcome. This anointing. You can come right here. Yeah. Anointing. 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 Don't leave the anointing here. Just say, we went for the conference. When we went, hey, it was very powerful. It was very powerful. I took there a lot of notes. Eh? You need an anointing. But this week, if not today, to be tomorrow. If not tomorrow, to be Thursday. If not Thursday, it will be Friday. But I can assure that one of these days, God will anoint you. God will anoint you. God will anoint you. Of a church good anointing. Of a church planting anointing. Yeah. From one church, you move into 50 churches. Yeah. One church. It's an anointing. Yeah. This year alone, we are in uh, July. I've planted over 180 churches. All over Ghana. In Accra alone, 17. It's not by Takashi. It's by anointing. As we are sitting down here, the church planting anointing. The church planting anointing. That grace that God has placed on Bishop Dad. Is it because the grace upon my life is the grace that God has placed upon his life. I'm sharing that grace. And I know many of you love Bishop Dan's ministry. How many of you, have, you love his ministry? Your ministry will become like that. I say your ministry will become like that. Yeah. Last year, a pastor invited me to Kenya for a church girl conference. You know, he's a, a board member of the Healing Jesus Crusade. Yeah. I tell you, when I step in his church, I say, wow, anointing is an amazing thing. The guy has caught the anointing. Hey! 
everything in the church. Following that Monday, we will close the service. I'll go and be in his office after about 11 p.m., getting to midnight. When I get out, I'm going. Here are his shepherds. They are now there. They are waiting now for me to talk to them now. Which is something that happens in lighthouse. Amen? Every ministry has a grace. As you have chosen to follow this grace, it will happen to you in the name of Jesus. I said it will happen to you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Some of you very young pastors, 20 something, 30 something. Listen to me. Some of you are going to be greater than Bishop Dan. Yeah. But watch. A little one. 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 Shall become a thousand. The minimum you will be. I said the minimum. The minimum you will be. Is one thousand people. Sitting in your church. Yeah. Yeah. A little. A little one shall become a thousand. And a small one. A strong nation. Your ministry is going to be strong. Hey. Some of you there, assembly man, not even assembly man, who is the, like this, community what? Eh? Well, 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 you need committee chairman has been harassing you in your church. Insulting you, harassing you, you know, because today your ministry is small. You look weak. But get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Yeah. Last year, when President Muhammad came for the Good Friday service at the Independence Square, he looked at Bishop Dag and said, Listen, the church is powerful. He said, I was here earlier on in the year. I could not gather one sixth of the crowd. That is here. 100,000 people. Yeah. From the president. The president is speaking. He realized that the church is a strong nation. Your ministry is going to become a strong nation. Yeah. It's going to become a strong nation. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. It is an anointing. It is a force. A supernatural power. It will happen to you. It will happen to you. And, and not only are you going to have churches in wherever town you are. Amen. God is going to translate you into a national minister. You are going to have churches in the whole of Ghana. And then you step into West Africa. And into Africa. And into Europe. And into America. God is going to push you. You say, Bishop, how are you sure? Because the Bible said that God is not a respecter of persons. If he has used Bishop Dark and Lighthouse to do that, okay, to do it for yourself. Hallelujah. A little one shall become a thousand. I'm just trying to explain to you that 
God wants your chest to grow more than you can think. Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 19. There is something in my mic. I don't know what it is. I think it's a feedback or something. Hello? Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 19. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. Why? Why are, why are you going to thank God and why is it that your church is going to begin to rejoice? Why are you going to, why are you going to rejoice? Many of you are very sad. I know. Pastors come to my office all the time. The stories are sad. I went to have a church go conference somewhere. There was a pastor there. He had been in the ministry for 10 years. He had 15 years. He had 17 members. Yeah. One time a pastor sent me a message. He said, Bishop, I've been in the ministry for 10 years. I have 50 members. Said, That's not a good story. You, you cannot smile. You cannot be happy about that. And many of you have good hearts. You want to serve the Lord. You love the Lord. You want to do something great for the Lord. You want to. So God is telling you, one of these days, you are going to begin, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry. Why? He said, and I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. God says he's going to multiply you. I said, God says he's going to multiply you. Get ready for multiplication. I said, get ready for multiplication. I said, get ready for multiplication. Get ready for multiplication. Hallelujah. Multiplication. Multiplication. And watch. He said, I will. That's why we are here. There is no human being that can bring growth to your church. Only God can do it. He said, I will multiply. Have you seen that? I will multiply them. I will multiply them. Expect God to multiply you. Yeah. Next year, when you come back for the church go conference, minimum your church will grow two times. Did you receive that? Your amen is very weak. Your amen is an unbelieving amen. Can I have a be- Can I have a believing amen? Can I have an amen? <laughs> you will rejoice. He said, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and a voice of them that make merry. Many years ago, in the early 90s, I used to pastor our church at Tema. Look, there were many Sundays that when I entered the church, I get depressed. Get depressed. Hey! Especially the day that I really prayed. How many of you can understand what I'm talking about? 
go there. 20 people, 25 people. Hey! What is happening? I was not happy. I was not happy. Amen? But now God has blessed me. Blessed my ministry of thousands of people. Hallelujah. And God is going to multiply you. How many of you are ready for multiplication? That is why we are having this conference. Church growth conference. Church growth! No, no, no. I can't. I said church growth! Church growth! It is possible. It is possible. It is possible. Always believe that it is possible. It is hard, but it is possible. Hallelujah. I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. Do you understand it? Eh? Glory is going to come upon your ministry. Because your ministry is not going to be a small ministry. I see you having a large ministry. A gangantuan ministry. I said receive a gangantuan ministry. Receive a gangantuan ministry. Receive a gangantuan ministry. ministry. Yeah. Yeah. You watch and see. This same church that we are in. 30 people. 40 people, 50 people, 60 people. This same church, a few years from now, a few years from now, you will stand there. And you see, the amazing thing about church growth is that you don't know where the people came from. You don't know where the people came from. Yeah. We use a lot of buses to bring our people to church. On Sundays, we use over 70 different buses. Different sizes. Van buses, Tata buses, different, you know, over 70 of them. Our first service is 7 o'clock. When you get here at 7.30, you will see some 30 or 40 miserable people sitting down here. Yeah? By the time I'm about to preach, I preach around like um, 8, 15 or so. Maybe the front rows. You have people. Then suddenly, the buses start to arrive. When the buses start to arrive, you see a sea of people rushing. Within a few minutes, the whole place is full. And I always say to myself, this is not the work of a man. I don't know where they come from. I don't. I don't. I don't. That is why we are talking about church growth conference. And throughout this week, God is going to open your eyes. He's going to give you wisdom, strategies. Do this. Do that. Do this. Don't do this. Change this. I get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's called the living. Is the, is, the, 
is the yeast that you put into the church. We are here this week. That is why the device is called Zion. Living. Jesus said the kingdom of God is as it's like it's compared to a woman who took three portions of milk and he put little living in it and then it caused it to grow. So your church, you are going to receive a, some mighty, powerful yes, wisdom. You know, when you sit down here, you say, ah, that is why my church is not growing. Because this thing I'm doing is not helpful. That's what God is going to do. Yeah. And that's why I was telling you that. Don't come here like morning session you are here, uh, evening session. God has prepared a package meal this week, we are going to eat church goat, uh, appetizer, main meal, it? dessert. Yeah, so get everything. You must get everything. And then, when we are going, you must go for a takeaway package. The takeaway package are the materials. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amen. You didn't, you didn't know where the people came from, but God is going to bring it to people. Because he said, I will do it. And I will also glorify them. Pastors, expect glory. I said, expect glory. Glory talks about beauty. Okay? You are going to have a nice church building. Nice church building. You are going to have church offices. A nice car park. No, 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 no. You are going to have it. Watch and see. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to you. Yeah. God is going to glorify you. Amen. I said God is going to glorify you. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 37. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 37. That said the Lord God, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock. I will increase them with men like a flock. I always want to See that phrase. I will. I will. I will. Church growth is supernatural. Only God can do it. Yeah. Only God can do it. And God will do it for you. He said, I will increase them with men like a flock. Your church is going to have a flock of people. A flock of people. 
Did you hear me? I said God is going to give you a flock of people. A flock of people. Receive a flock of people. A flock of people. Yeah. When you go home after the conference, write out all these scriptures, type them out. Do you understand it? Yeah. And let them be your prayer points. Yeah. Let them be your prayer points. Yeah. God wants your church to grow. Because God wants his house to be full. Yeah. Luke 14, 23, he told the son, I said, go and compel the people to come in so that my house will be full. He said, my house, God wants his house to be full. God wants his house to be full. God wants to save all men. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. So loved the world, the whole world. The whole world. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I will increase them with men like a flock. And look at what he compares the flock with. Verse 38. As the holy flock, as the flock of Jerusalem, in her solemn feasts. You see, in the Old Testament times, God instructed Israel. I think three or four times a year to gather. The Passover feast, the feast of uh, Pentecost, this type of feast. They will all gather, especially the men in Jerusalem. And there was a crowd of people, multitudes of them. So that is what God is saying. That your church the crowd that is going to give to you, the flock that is going to give you, will be compared to the flock that gathers in Jerusalem during the solemn feasts. And watch this. So shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of men. Waste cities. What are the waste cities? They are the empty chairs and the empty spaces in your church. How many of you have empty chairs and empty spaces in your church? I have. I have a lot. I have a lot. I have a lot. This cathedral. It's not easy to fill this cathedral. I tell you. When the place is full, still, yes, when you look, there's spaces. Spaces. Many of you are very sad when you enter the church. You have 100 chairs. Then you count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 18 chairs have people sitting on it. The rest are waste cities. But thank God for this week. Thank God for this week. Thank God for this week. Because wisdom is coming. Impartation is coming. I say wisdom is coming. Revelation is coming. Anointing for church growth is coming. 
and God says, it's going to cause me to draw the people to your church and feel the way it is. Feel the way it is. Feel the way it is. Amen? Yeah. Feel the way it is. Wow. Zechariah chapter 2 from verses 1. From verse 1. Zechariah. I need Reverend Jude. Reverend Jude. And I lifted up my eyes again and looked, and behold, a man of a measuring line in his hand. I lifted up my eyes again and looked, and behold, a man of a measuring line in his hand. Then said I, Whither goest thou? And he said unto me, To measure Jerusalem, to see what is the breadth thereof, and what is the length thereof. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him. Verse 4. And said unto him, Run! Speak to this young man. Say, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein. Your church, I said your church, your church shall be inhabited as towns without walls. Because of the multitudes of men and cattle. Now the cattle here are your cars. Are your car park. Yeah. Now you know it. Now when you go to church, you're in front of your, your church. There, there, there are no cars. There are no cars. There are no cars. There are no cars. Yeah. <laughs> but God is saying, God is saying, your church, Jerusalem, shall be inhabited as towns without walls. You see, the young man took the measuring tape to go and measure. The angel said, Tell him that. What is he going to measure? What is he going to measure? Because the increase that is going to come. You cannot restrict it to the four corners of your church. I said you cannot restrict it to the four corners of your church. Receive that blessing in the name of Jesus. Wow. You see, some, some of you, 
your church building that we have built, you build it without faith. Go and look for another land. Hello? I said, go and look for another land. Yeah? It is happening to light us now. From an little classroom to Kolobu Canteen, we were sacked, then we came here. After a while, this place could not contain us. Moved to the Kodesh. Alright? The Kodesh is more than... We used to have Good Friday services there. We had to move it out to the Independence Square. And there are so many cathedrals. So many cathedrals. Bishop Saki will be here. Bishop Adi will be here. Go and see the cathedral that they have built. Huge. Because the growth that God is bringing, you cannot restrict it to that little church. Are you receiving it? Are you receiving it? Church growth! Church growth! Church growth! Hallelujah. And we want to welcome all our TV um, viewers who are tuned into this program all over the world. We give you a special church growth. It is possible. Greetings all the way from the mega church, Polygonal. May God touch you as you keep listening. Just keep there. Don't, don't turn off your TV. Something here will be imparted to you. You to your church will grow. Those of you in South America, your church is growing. Those of you in the Caribbean islands, your church is growing. Those of you in the four corners of Ghana watching us, your church is just about to explode. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. And then also on Facebook. Alright. We are also on Facebook Live. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. Hmm? Zechariah chapter 8 and verse 22. Zechariah chapter 8 and verse 22. How many of you are now convinced that your church is going to grow? Huh? Are you convinced? Yeah. Yeah. Many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Yeah. Many people. Many people. Many people. Many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts. In Wherever you see and in Jerusalem, put your church there. Put your church there. Put your church there. Yeah. Put your church there. God is talking about you. Many people. Many people. Yeah. Many people. You are going to have many churches. I said you are going to have many churches. Yeah. Many churches. In two years time, 
if we are here and we have not planted something like between five to ten churches, when you come for church, go come, we'll sack you. We'll sack you from there. Yeah, we'll sack you from there. Yeah. How many of you have a good policy? We'll sack you from there. Is it because the anointing that has come upon your life, you are not using it? No. You are not going to have one church. You are not going to have one church. Yeah. Recently, I went to preach for a pastor. You know, and I told him, fill this city of churches. I told him, fill this city of churches. Just last week, I said, fill this city of churches. And when I was preaching, I made an altar call. And I called young people. Young people, up to 30 years. I said, complain till they came. And there and then, after the service, we launched a church planting school. Church planting school. They said, Bishop, I need material. I said, no problem. Send him material. Train them and fill the city. So in two years' time, when you are registering, we'll ask you, how many churches have you planted? I got what I'm saying. How many churches? You say, ten churches. You qualify to attend. How many? Five churches. You qualify. How many? Two churches. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. That will not be your story in the name of Jesus. I said that will not be your story in the name of Jesus. And listen to me. Soon the church conference, we can't have it here. When Archbishop came last week, last year, when we were going, he looked at us. He said, he said, Bishop, this thing is too big for here. Yeah. A time is coming to sit within the hall. You understand? You have to have 500 members. 500 members. When you come, we ask you, how many members do you have? 500. Okay, sit here. How many members have? 500. Sit here. How many members? That is going to be your story. I said that is the story. I said that is God. Because change grows. It's possible. Clap your hands for Jesus. Then when we ask you, how many people do you have? 300. We say, please, outside, sit outside. There. How many people do you have? Uh, 100. 100. To the very, go to the street, be there. You are not serious. You are not serious. Listen, I want you to leave this conference with a holy anger in your heart. Have a holy anger. Okay? Have a holy anger. Yeah. Some of you, you have a big hall, but you have a few chairs. You understand it? Yeah. Fill the whole of the hall with chairs. So when you go to the church, you get angry. So where, is, where are all the people? Yeah. In 2008, when we started this church here, for those of you who know the story, you know, we moved in 2006 to the Kodesh. And Bishop that closed down this cathedral for one year. And towards the end of 2007, he moved a branch. That about 250 people here. Alright, and then April of the following year, I came here. He said, go and restart the church. So we came. 
250 people here. Yeah. Just here. This whole cathedral was empty. And I remember many times, I would tell the church members, let's go around, let's lay hands, let's prophesy, you know, let's prophesy. Yeah, we did that several times. We did that several times. Yeah. Today we can fill this cathedral four, 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 three times. We can fill it. After eight years. This is our eight year. So what I'm telling you, I'm telling you something that's real. It's going to happen to you. I said it's going to happen to you. Go back to your church angry. Yeah. Go back to your church angry. Tell your pastors, your helpers, your church members, we cannot continue to have 30 members. Tell them next year by this time. What are 70 members we should have? Let's see. What are we should have? How many of you are already you are getting angry? How many of you are already are, you are getting angry? Yeah. Yeah. Amen? And finally, Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 8. Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 8. Zechariah chapter 10. And verse 8. Watch this. This is God speaking. I will haste for them. You understand? Haste. God says, I'm going to do where your church is. Where your church is. Wherever your church is located. Where is your church located? Dummy? Yeah. In that community and beyond. God is going to, in the realm of the spirit. God says, I will haste for them and gather them. And gather them. And gather them. For I have redeemed them and they shall increase as they have increased. You are going to, you see, God is going to haste in the realm of the spirit. He's going to haste. And he's going to gather the people. And he said that he's going to bring increase upon increase. After this conference, your church will grow from growth to growth to growth to growth to growth to growth to growth, to growth, to growth, to growth. Yeah. You are going to plant churches. Do you understand it? You are going to plant churches. Plant churches. All the time. All the time. Hallelujah. Our haste. And our gather them. And our gather them. God will gather. Amen. But I like Isaiah chapter 5 verse 31. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 31. <laughs> verse 31. Wow. Isaiah 5 31. 
And he will lift up an ensign to the nations from far. And will haste, once again, and will haste unto them from the end of the earth. And behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. People are going to come into your church with speed and with swiftness. With speed and with swiftness. Receive that blessing upon your life. Receive this prophetic word. Receive this prophetic word. Son of God, do like that. We'll speak swiftly. Speed is already okay. And then swiftness is added to it. Wow. So these are the blessings that you are going to experience after this conference. Clap your hands for Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Now, before I move on, I want to launch one of the newest books of Bishop Dad. I'm excited. Hallelujah. And the book is called How You Can Make Full Proof of Your Ministry. Clap your hands for yourselves. This is a new book. You don't have it. You don't have it. Nobody here has it. Yeah. And we don't have many copies of them. So, Charlie, when we break, no, rush. And there are six of them. But I, I want to just launch one. Hallelujah. None of us plans to arrive in heaven without having done what God wanted us to do on earth. No, not one. We want to complete the task God has assigned us. This book is about how to fulfill your ministry. This book is a guide to how we may respond to the divine events in our lives in order not to be found wanting on that day. May you fulfill your ministry and may God say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Hmm? There are 21 chapters in this book. Divine events that make full proof of your ministry. Follow the one you are drawn to. Accept rejection, rejection and fulfill your ministry. Follow your desires. Follow your convictions. Respond to the love of God. Respond to the mercy of God. Accept separation. Seek out the mystery of the will of God. Obey your specific call. Get on your mission. This is where to go. And this is what to preach. Fulfill your mission. Become a good missionary. 
Become God's battle axe. Find God's purpose. Walk in the grace. Follow the visions. Use your gifts. Stand in your office. Move through the four phases. So 21 chapters. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Amen? It is possible to make full, make full proof of your ministry. The ministry of Jesus Christ is the most important activity you can ever be involved in. The greatest privilege given to a human being is to work for God. Working for God is called ministry. It is of utmost importance that you make full proof of your ministry. It is of utmost importance that you complete any assignment the Lord gives you on this earth. Do not die without making full proof of your ministry. You will not enjoy your arrival in heaven if you have not fulfilled your ministry. You know what it is like to do an exam that you are not prepared for. You know what it is like when, you, when your supervisor finds you unprepared and unready with your work. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 17. And say to Archippus, Take heed the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Most people will say that they do not know what their calling is. Let alone know how to fulfill it. How much more knowing how to make full proof of their ministry. This book is about how to fulfill your ministry. If you are reading this book, you do have a ministry. Notice the strong warning that Paul gave to Archippus. Fulfill your ministry. In other words, make sure you fulfill and complete your ministry. People say, I do not have a gift like you do, and I do not have a spiritual office. The truth is that most of us do not feel specially gifted in ministry. In reality, many have been separated by God, but they do not respond to it. Many people have been shown love, but they do not respond to it. If you think you are going to see an angel before you respond to the call of God, you are likely never to respond. To make full proof of your ministry, you must understand how God calls you and directs you into fruitfulness. To fulfill your ministry, you must respond to the divine events of your life. So, in this book, Bishop Dad is teaching us what we must do to fulfill every aspect of our calls. Amen? If God gives you one talent, He expects you to use the one talent. And if He gives you two talents, He expects you to make use of all the two talents. And if He gives you five talents, He expects you to make use of all the five talents. Hallelujah. So it is important for us to fulfill every aspect of the call of God on our lives. Amen? 
you may easily leave something out. And you may easily not do what God wants you to do. Yeah. I feel that one of one aspect of my ministry, there are many things that I do, is this. To teach pastors and to encourage them to grow churches and to plant more churches. It is a deep-seated burden. Yeah. And it's not natural. It's not natural. It's not natural. It's not natural. Amen? So, there are certain divine events that you must follow to help you to fulfill your ministry. Most people do not understand what divinely orchestrated events are. Whether you understand or not, failure to respond to the divine events of your life will guarantee that you will not fulfill your ministry. Most people do not fulfill their ministries because they do not respond to the divinely orchestrated events of their lives. What are these divine events? Now, what is trying to explain, please listen to me, is that there are things that God brings your way. You must understand that these are things that God is bringing and therefore you must understand, receive and follow them. And by following them, alright, they will lead you into fulfilling your call and become fruitful. Hallelujah. At the back, can you hear me? What are these divine events? The divine drawing. The divine drawing. Number two, the divine desires. Alright? Now, in John 6, 44, Jesus said, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. Hallelujah. Being drawn to someone is supernatural. Have the fear of God in you and have a proper respect for whom God is drawing you to. As you follow the people you are drawn to, you make full proof of your ministry. So, so you see, some of you, watch this. Some of you, you are here. Or, can, can we stand to our feet? Let's stand to our feet, please. Stand a little with me. Stand a little with me. Now, some of you, some of you, you are drawn to Bishop Dad's ministry. How many of you are drawn to his ministry? Yeah. Now, that thing, watch this, is a supernatural thing. And unknown to you, it is God's way of helping you to fulfill the ministry that he has given to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
you sense that you are being drawn to a particular ministry, you are being drawn to a particular man of God, do you understand it? God is bringing you close. Watch it carefully. It's a door. It's a supernatural door. It's a supernatural. Sometimes you don't know somebody and then suddenly you begin to know the person. And you say, the person, wow! And the person comes into your life, comes into your ministry, and you get so blessed. It's a, it's a supernatural thing. And you must understand it and follow it. Because Jesus said, no man can come to them, can come to me unless the Father draws him. So follow the people that you are drawn to. If you are drawn to a man of God, get close. Amen? Amen. Eh? As you follow the people you are drawn to, you will make full proof of your ministry. If you are being drawn to God, you are having a supernatural experience. If you are drawn to a man, you are also having a supernatural experience. It may be difficult to recognize what you are being drawn to. You will be drawn to the man of God that the Father chooses. So in your ministry, God will choose some men of God for you. Alright? And you must follow them. It's supernatural. And as you do that, you fulfill your ministry. How many of you understand it? You see, the book is called How You Can Make. How? How? So, so the question is, how can I fulfill my ministry? The first key is that follow the supernatural drawing. Follow it. Follow it. Yeah. Amen. Are you here at home? Another key, accept rejection and fulfill your ministry. Accept rejection and fulfill your ministry. Hmm? I mean, you've all heard it. Bishop Dark said that when he started the ministry, people told you, you are, you are, you are, you are a Bible student, you are a medical student. Why do you call yourself a pastor? What business have you gotten to do with starting a church? And the man of God of his day, they rejected him. They rejected him. And, and also, another reason why they rejected him is that they said, you have to go to Bible school. And you are not going to Bible school. So, he combined partisan of medicine with doing ministry. That is what has forced him, that forced him into the lay ministry. And guess what? It was a special wisdom. The lay ministry was a special wisdom that God was, was giving to him. Can I have an amen? After today, not less than 70% of all the pastors in Lighthouse are lay pastors. Lighthouse is blessed because of the lay ministry. Yeah. All the churches, most of the churches in Europe, hmm? in Europe, are pastored by lay pastors. Most of them. 
Usoda. Pastors who pastor freely out of their hearts as their voluntary service to the Lord and not demand money. Such a blessing. Many of you, you have not been able to start churches because you don't have lay pastors. You don't have workers. Everybody there, you are paying. How much is the income? How much are the offerings? So, by being rejected, by being rejected, you see, God was leading him into a powerful ministry. So, if you are here and you are being rejected, don't worry. Don't worry. Joseph was rejected. Hello? He told his, his brethren, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Every rejection you are going through will turn out for your good in the name of Jesus. Amen? Follow your desires. Follow your desires. Yeah. I, lo- I love to preach to pastors. I like to, I, I love to train pastors. It, it, it is a desire. I love to speak to pastors. And I've been following it for more than 10 years. God has used me to train thousands of pastors. A desire. When I see our Bible students, I become happy. I can be with them for a long time. It's a desire. Follow anything that you have a desire for. Doesn't follow it. If you have a desire for evangelism, follow it. Yeah. If you have a desire, you know, to pray for the sick, follow it. Follow it. It's like it's like every time you are ministering, you feel like praying for the follow it. Gradually. 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 When you start, you may only be healing headaches and uh, people who are sneezing. Don't be discouraged. Don't be don't be in a hurry to be like Jesus raising up the dead. Or to be like Benihin or or Bishop Dad. No. Do you get it? Don't be in a hurry. Bishop Dark has a, a story that he says all the time. He says for many years he really wanted to raise the dead. And as a young pastor, on about two occasions, they called him someone who had died. So one time, around Nungwa, they chased him with cutlasses. Because the dead was not getting raised. But one time, he was standing on the crusade platform in Colombia. When a woman came with a baby, a child, a little child, and the woman was crying. And the bishop said, why are you crying so much? And she said, this my child was sick. I took him to the clinic. And he said, your child is dead. Send him to the mortuary. And I said, no. I'll bring him to the crusade. I said, during the prayer, suddenly I realized that the child has come back to life. As he has followed the desire. 
to follow your desires. Hallelujah. Amen. So there are 21 keys that you need to know to help you to make full proof of your ministry. For those of, 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 of you who are following us on your TV sets, alright, I'm talking about one of Bishop Dad's latest books, How to Make Full Proof of Your Ministry. This book will help you as a pastor. It is important also for your church workers, even for your church members. Study it. Study it. And cut the regulations here. And you will be blessed. On this note, I want to officially, officially declare that how you can make full proof of your ministry by one of the most anointed men of God on earth today. A man that God has used to build ten denominations. A man that God is using to have the largest crusades in Africa today. A man that God has used to build the biggest residential Bible school in Ghana today. A man that God has used to raise up more than 2,000 pastors and spread the word of God all over. A man that God has used to write over 100 titles. An international conference speaker all over the world. Bishop Dacor Mills. How you can make full proof of your ministry is now dealing lunch and when we have a little break, please rush there and get your copy. Clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. Please sit down. Now, I want to give you hmm. Are you ready? Wow. 14 principles for church growth. 14 principles for church growth. Hallelujah. But before that, I think that we can have, we can receive an offering. Is that also? Can we receive an offering? Uh, yeah, Bishop Queen, come and lead us to take an offering and Isaac will be singing. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it's always a blessing to be in such a conference. Why? Because somebody's wisdom is being imparted to you. You know, anytime I read the Bible, the impression I get is that the wisdom of God is being transferred into my head. And when you come for a conference like this where 
the wisdom that has built many churches, thousands of churches with loyal pastors all over the world is being transferred to you. There is no greater opportunity than this. And the miracle is to be able to say thank you. Hallelujah. The miracle is to be able to say thank you. Because when you say thank you, or when you are thankful, that is when great miracles are done. Bishop was preaching a message just a few days ago about thankfulness. And the greatest miracles in the Bible were accomplished when the people were thankful. When you say thank you, all of a sudden, fish was multiplying. And bread was also multiplying. At the graveside, when he says, thank you, Father, thank you that you always hear me when I pray, a dead person arises. So in a conference like this, your greatest attitude must be the attitude of thankfulness. And I want, to, I want us to express it through this first offering in this conference. And I want to thank God for the wisdom that is going to be transferred to you. Wow. Bishop Ogo, you are welcome. This Bishop Ogo is a blessing to have you here this morning. Hallelujah. So I want you to be thankful with your offering. And I want to take a very powerful thank you offering to begin with. The first offering of the conference. And you are blessed to be able to say thank you Lord for what, I'm, for what I've heard so far. And what I'm about to hear in this conference. Take a very good offering and lift up your offering to the Lord. What a blessing to hear the thing that we are hearing this morning. Lift up a good offering to the Lord. Father, we thank you so, 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 so much for gathering us to be here this morning and for these four days to hear the thing that you are going to cause us to hear and to put it in our spirit and living in our spirit that when we shall leave this place our lives will never be the same again we give you praise and we give you all the honor in Jesus name and let the saints say amen ushers
your hands there for the Lord. And brothers and sisters, the good news is that my brother and your bishop, Bishop Professor Edwin O'Gore is in the Please receive that. I'll be putting him on soon. How many of you know Bishop O'Go? If you don't know Bishop O'Go, 70% of your life is gone. Hallelujah. Amen. So you'll be doing the next session. Alright. Are you here? I said, are you here? How many of you are here? Or, or, or you want to go and eat? Hey. Jesus said to his disciples, when they came and they brought food, he said, food. He said, I have meat to eat that you don't know. Charlie, the way the churches are not going, I didn't come here to be coming to eat. I, how many of you didn't just come here to just come and look around? Uh-huh. The fantasies will say, your mother ever worship. Fourteen principles of church go. I'll speak for about 15 minutes. And then I'll put Bishop go on. But I want to start. Hallelujah. Fourteen principles of church growth. And I'm preaching from this book, The Mega Church. How to make your church grow. That's why we are here. That's why we are here. Hallelujah. Chapter 13. Number one. The principle of the multiplied senior pastor. Now, pastors, listen to me. I now want to, you know, um, there's a, a platform that I created uh, somewhere this year. You know, and uh, hundreds of pastors are on it. And I try to um, share. You know, and I realized that many of us, we actually don't know what to do in the church. So, so this year, I believe that the Lord has led me to show you what you must do in the church to cause the church to grow. So that's what I'm calling the principles. So the first one is the principle of the multiplied senior pastor. Hallelujah. Do you understand it? Huh? Eh? Mark chapter 3, 13 to 15. And he goeth up unto a mountain, and uncalled unto him whom he would. And they came unto him. And he ordained twelve, that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach. And to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. Watch. Eh? He went to the mountain and he called unto himself those whom he would. And they came unto him and he ordained twelve. So Jesus in his ministry, alright, got to a point where now he gathered others. Gathered others to train them so that they'll be able to do what he was doing. 
The principle of the multiplied senior pastor will lead to church growth. Because, because, you will have many people who can do what you can do. And therefore, if the amount of work that you can do is 2 kilograms, and you have 10 people who can also do 2 kilograms, then you end up doing 2 times 10 kilograms, which is 20 kilograms. The principle of the multiplied senior pastor, what does it mean? It means that as the senior pastor, multiply yourself in others. Let others become like you. Raise up other people to become like you. And, and when I say like you, I am not talking about people who are moving around. When you are going, they are carrying your iPad. Yes, honey. Or they are carrying your, your, your briefcase, your handkerchiefs. Some of you small preaching you are going to preach. You have about 12 handkerchiefs. And when you preach for them, you say, then they run. Man of God. We like postal. Amen. No. I am talking about I'm talking about somebody that if you are not dead, the person can be like you. Workers who can preach, who can teach, who can visit, who can pray for the sick, who can care for the sheep. Do you understand it? If not to the same extent, largely Eh? To that extent, just like you. This is one of the things that. Uh, this is a very short lesson I'm talking about. Okay, so pay attention. This is one of the reasons why many of many of you are not doing well. You have turned yourself into a, a Superman. Superman. You are doing everything. You are doing everything. Don't do everything in your church. Don't do everything in your church. Be like Jesus. Have 12 people. Have three people. To start with, if you are the senior pastor of a church, you must have minimum two associates. Two. Two. That will help you. The Bible says two are better than one. Because they have a better reward for their labor. A threefold cord cannot be easily broken. So after this conference, go and raise up two associates. Powerful! One of the major secrets behind Bishop Dad's explosive ministry is Bishop Saki and Bishop Eddie. 
Peter. Mr. Saki is there. He's there. In fact, most times, most times, if we are not hearing from Bishop Dad, we hear from Bishop Saki. We know that what you have said, you see what Bishop Saki is saying, we know that that is what Bishop Dad have said. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it cuts across from the bishops to the least member. Powerful. There are many of you here, if you, if you die, that is the end of your ministry. That is the end of your ministry. That is the end of your ministry. Yeah. Even there are big charismatic ministries. If the main person dies, that may be the end. Yeah. And I'm giving you research facts. Because I've studied them. Yeah. Jonathan. So God doesn't want you to carry the burden alone. Multiply yourself in others. Multiply yourself in others. Apart from your two... You know, listen, I'm taking my time because from what I've been hearing, I realize that many of us we actually don't know how to make, even to let the church work. So, so, so this year, I don't want to say so many things. I want us to the church. The church. How do we organize the church? And I'm saying the first step is that you must multiply yourself. So when you go, and write these things down. When you go, okay, and then the books, they're in the books. When you go, who are going to be your two main associates? Of course, I'm not saying that just rush, no. But target. If, if you don't have such people, have them in your mind. This person, this person. I think so. This person, this person. And then in the long term, you call them. Do you understand it? You talk to them after church. You give them some assignments. Go and do this. And come and report to me. Okay? Always making sure that they are faithful. Choose faithful people. Choose faithful people. A pastor recently asked me, he said, Bishop, you have had all kinds of problems with our pastors who have disappointed. He said, so how do I choose people to assist me, my main assistant? I said, choose your sons. People who are sons, not highlings. You see, many of you have made a mistake. It has cost you. You have sons who are faithful. But maybe they are not very dynamic. They are not dynamic because you have not brought them up. Then you see somebody who will come and is as if as the latest man of God. I mean, walking, throwing his hands, blowing wind somewhere. They say, come and be my assistant. No, 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 no. At all. At all. At all. When Abraham had to go and fight the kings who came to take away Lot and the people. The Bible said that he chased them with 400, whether 400, 400 young men trained in his own house. Yeah. Trained in his own house. 
And those of you who are doing at this time, help. Bring the scriptures up. Genesis 14. Hallelujah. Jonathan, you don't need someone who comes as a man of God, professor, walking around with his No, no, no. Your sons. Your sons. Yeah. Yeah. The stability in Bishop Dad's ministry is because, listen carefully, all the more than 2,000 pastors are people who have come from his loins. We don't, we, you cannot become a pastor in Lighthouse or any of the denominations of Lighthouse because you have gone to Bible school somewhere and you have come. No, no, no. At all. We, we don't do that. Multiply. Multiply. Multiply yourself. Yeah. Sometimes I can go for three weeks. When I go, Reverend Judy is here. Reverend Judy is here. Reverend Kafu is here. Reverend Sami is here. They are here. When I come, I ask, were you blessed? Hey, Reverend Judy preached powerfully. And not only preaching, but all the different aspects. You should come and see me sitting down here and then they, they are doing the weddings. No, no. You are marrying the people. I'm here. When they call, he's dead. I say, Barry. Barry. I can't bury all the people. Barry. You to bury some. Apart from the Two associates. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the principle of multiplied. You see, otherwise you'll be stuck. You have to sit in the church all the time. Some of you, you can't move. You can't move. I know some churches that are huge churches. There's no one, not even one associate. Because the pastor is afraid. But if you bring up your children, you don't need to be afraid. Apart from your two associates, raise up church workers. Amen. Hallelujah. Raise up church workers. We call them shepherds. Whatever name you want to call them, fine. But raise them up and train them. Multiply yourself. To multiply yourself means train them. At the next session that I'm going to be doing, God willing, this afternoon, I'll be teaching you clearly how to train them. How to train them. How to train them. Amen. Wow. What do you think? Huh? Amen. I have so many. Listen to me. I have so many people that I've trained. 
in this church. I've multiplied myself and I continue to do it. Two months ago, we started actually we have started 110 new cells. We have started over 80 of them. All of them are by new people that I've multiplied myself in. Yeah. Yeah. Bishop, you're welcome. Wow. Pastor said, I don't have workers. Workers are not brought from heaven. <laughs> the members that God has given you, they are the workers. They are your workers. The ordinary people. The ordinary people. Let's have a right hand. Say, the ordinary members that God has given me, they are the workers. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Multiply yourself. Multiply yourself. Multiply. Senior pastor, become more. More senior pastors. Not that we are sharing the title senior pastor, but in terms of the work. They should be able to do the work. Multiply senior pastor is not talking about when you go to the call to people, one, two, three, you go, I am Reverend Dr. John, I'm the head pastor, you're also the head pastor, also pastor. That's all we are talking about. We are talking about the, the ability to work and to serve and do something for the Lord. Are you clapping your hands for the Lord? Hallelujah. Well, let me end here. No, no, no. I have not finished. We are here. That's why it's a conference. We are going to... Con- I have 14 of them to give you. I have 14 of them to give to you. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for the Lord. by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gun, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. 
For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.